Älskar du den här podden? Stötta den genom IKAs nya supporterfunktion. Det är helt upp till dig hur mycket du vill bidra med och det finns ingen bindningstid. Klicka på länken i poddbeskrivningen för att visa din uppskattning och stötta podden. Hej, det är Ryan Reynolds och jag är här med Keith, co-star av min upcoming film If, only in theaters, may 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Det finns ett ordspråk på Madeira. Om du någon gång går vilse på ön så behöver du bara gå ner till havet. Jag kan verkligen förstå det och det är ett sjukt bra ordspråk. Kanske skulle jag även lägga till akta dig bara för de lodräta klipporna och stupet rätt ner i havet. Men annars känns det helt rätt. Jag heter Magnus Ormestad och det här är podcasten Husky. Husky görs i samarbete med Lundhags. För många år sedan var jag på Hawaii och när jag ska beskriva ön Madeira så återkommer jag ofta till en liknelse med Hawaii. Hawaii ligger lite längre söderut och typ på andra sidan jordklotet men bägge är öar som ligger isolerat omgivna av stora vattenmassor. Madeira är, precis som ögruppen omkring Hawaii, en oerhört frodig inte karg och stenig som många ställen i Medelhavet eller Kanarieöarna. Bägge är vulkanöar med ganska höga toppar. Högsta punkter på Madeira är till exempel 1861 meter över havet. Och precis som öarna vid Hawaii så är Madeira liten till ytan. Man tar sig egentligen överallt på max 75 minuter med bil. Fransmännen kallar Madeira för Petit Réunion. Alltså en mindre version av en Réunion som ligger öster om Madagaskar. Jag fick chans att uppleva en tillsammans med Apollo Sports. Vi bodde på hotell Vidamar, precis vid havet i Funchal, som är öns största stad och där mer än hälften av Madeiras befolkning bor. Vi har havet 50 meter utanför vår balkong. Madeiras terräng, natur och temperatur inbjuder till löpning. Därför mötte jag upp med Pedro Medeiros som jobbar med Madeira Island Ultra Trail. Uh, what do you uh, what do you work with here on Madeira? So I, I work for a club the Montanha do Funchal. It is a club that organizes Madeira Island Ultra Trail. It's a Ultra Trail World World uh, uh, Race that uh, will be held on the 23rd of April uh, this year. Uh, 
like first uh, what what can you what can you tell me about uh, Madeira about the about the island so Madeira I think it's the perfect place for trail running so we have uh, a lot of uh, different trails we have from uh, from rocky trails to soft ground trails inside uh, the nature outside on the rocks by the sea so you have good temperature all year round uh, average 20 degrees in the winter 25 on the summer and some rain but not too much when it when it comes to the rain it seems like it can be extremely regional like uh, now we're sitting in Funchal by the coast but uh, and here we have we have sunny nice conditions but but up in the mountains it's quite possible that it could rain but we won't really notice right yes we have a lot of uh, micro uh, uh, climb in madeira so in in one kilometer you, you can have a lot of rain and a lot uh, of sun in the other side mostly uh, the, the the big difference is between the north coast and the south coast the south is always more sunny on the north is more uh, humidity and more rain but it can also be very perfect uh, weather on the north and raining in the south it all depends on the wind conditions and uh, the air pressure also uh, because it's that was leading up to my next question it seems like there's really different parts of the island um, could, could you like walk us through the like the the main the major parts of the island and what's uh, what's the difference between them when it comes to like uh, uh, vegetation for instance and climate so you have uh, uh, a lot of uh, laurel forest, it's endemic forest of Madeira, uh, uh, UNESCO heritage, uh, until 1,400 meters. From there you have uh, less vegetation, it's more rocky, more mountain stuff. Um, if, 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 um, if you want to come here to, uh, to go like trail running, what can you... Uh, what would you recommend when you because obviously there's difference in, in in terrain and also in the climate can the weather can change pretty fast so do you have any recommendations what you should bring or not to bring in your in your bag when you go running you you should always bring a waterproof jacket with you a thermal blanket and and a lot of food with you and water because there is many places with a lot of water on the way and uh, also some uh, some tropical fruits that you can just pick up from the trail but also in the in the massive mountains there is nothing there is no water there is no food so you need to uh, to bring some uh, some food with you and uh, and some waterproof uh, things like a jacket or gloves because the weather can change uh, really quick in 5 minutes you can go from from sun to rain and uh, what's what's the like lowest temperatures one could experience like in now in January or February, for instance, if you go up high above like one thousand five hundred meters? If you go up to the highest mountains uh, in a in a windy and uh, cloudy day, you can have around zero. But in in a normal day like today, that is very sunny. You can have twenty degrees up there. Um, and you said that you could. You know, drink the drink the water uh, when you go running in the in the forest and so, and even eat the fruits. Is that perfectly safe? You don't have to think of uh, like if you look at the streams, or it's perfectly safe to drink the water. Yeah, at the north coast, it's perfectly safe because the, the, there's no uh, animals uh, on the top. 
So the water is pretty clean. So you won't find any dead animals upstream? <laughs> no, no, that's almost impossible. But, uh, but on, on the south coast, you need to be a bit careful uh, with if you drink water from the streams. But on the north coast, it's okay. And also the, the, the fruits that you find on the way, they're pr uh, perfectly okay to, to eat. No animals that you should be afraid of? No, the wildest animal in Madeira is the rabbits, perhaps. <laughs> but usually they're pretty easy to handle. Uh, usually. No, they run away from you, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, is it a big difference between the seasons? Like if you compare summertime to wintertime? Yeah, on the winter you have uh, good uh, good days, but you can also have more rain, more cold days. On the summer it's more steady, so it's like 20 degrees for five or six months from May to October. Uh, is it a special reason that you s decided to have the to host the race in April when it comes to weather? Yes, because uh, until April there's not so much uh, races around Europe, so we, so there, uh, people is leaving this the this the ski on March. So I think uh, April is a good date to start with the trail running season. Um, what can you tell us about like the the history behind the Madeira Island Ultra Trail and the the story behind it and the reason why it why, why you started it? So we started in 2004, just a small group walking uh, with big boots and a lot of jackets from one side to the island to the other, and why not start to doing a race? Some of the guys of the club went to Utiembe in Chamonix. They run the race and said, ah, this can be a good idea to do in Madeira. So we did it in 2008 for the first time with more than 100 runners. It was very nice. Uh, and when it comes to the, the data for the race, what's the distances and the elevation and so on? So we have uh, the, the main race. It's 115 kilometers with 7,000 uh, high meters. But you, we still have uh, other races, the 85 kilometers, 43 and 17 for the beginners. And how many uh, people come to join it? Uh, more than 2,000 this year. Um, what, what, what kind of people does the race attract uh, when it comes to like the elite runners and, and the beginners? Well, we have uh, the, the, the beginners are mostly people from Madeira and also um, uh, the, the companions from other uh, runners that run the biggest races. Uh, the main, the main client, I said, the main runner. Sorry, the main runner uh, are uh, average forty-five years old, like between thirties and fifty-fives. But we also also have people with more than sixty doing uh, doing the race. So and uh, the the elites, they are coming to they come to Madeira because it's it's the first race that they can do uh, for the Ultra Trail World Tour uh, season. So this is a. Uh this is a race that, that adds uh, points, for instance, for the UTMB? Yes, we, we do points for the UTMB. We have th uh, three races uh, doing points. The main race gives five points to UTMB, 85 kilometers do four points, and the 43 kilometer do uh, two points. Um, and if you want to come to Madeira, not maybe to do the race, but if you want to go like trail running or on your own, or if you want to have a other like trail running experience do you do you also uh, help visitors with with guided trail running tours yeah our club uh, provides some help for everyone that wants to come to Madeira to do some trail running we can provide gps tracks we can provide uh, a guide and or we can provide a full team uh, to to go with the group for example
for five days. Uh, we normally do the the wreck of the race in five days, so around 25 kilometers a day. Har du hört talas om Madeira så har du säkerligen även hört talas om Levadorna. Levador är gamla bevattningskanaler som transporterar vatten ner från de regniga bergen mot kusten där bebyggelsen och odlingarna finns. Levadorna kan vara flera hundra år gamla som stenbelagda diken med en tillhörande smal stig som man kan följa. De här levadorna går i långa partier längs med bergen. De följer alltså höjdkurvorna och blir därför tacksamma och vandra. Om man ska springa längs med levada rekommenderar lokalbefolkningen att man inte är ensam. Ta även reda på hur levadans sträckning är innan du ger dig iväg. Många partier kan vara extremt exponerade och du kommer att gå på en gammal stenlagd stig som kanske inte är bredare än en halv meter. Stenarna som du går på kan även bli oerhört hala, även om det inte regnar. Enligt vissa kan det kanske även komma att bli aktuellt att reglera antalet besökare per dag på de äldsta levadorna för att de inte ska slita snabbare än vad man kan klara av att underhålla dem. Så även om det inte finns några förbud idag mot att springa längs levadorna så kan det vara smart att visa lite taktkänsla om det skulle vara så att man märker att folk tar illa vid sig av löpningen. En annan grej som du inte ska missa vid ett besök på Madeira är cykling. Och den typ av cykling som växer mest i popularitet är helt klart enduro som enklast beskrivs som en mix mellan klassisk cross country och downhill. En av dagarna kör vi med ett gäng från Extra Mile Madeira, ett fantastiskt guideföretag på Madeira som erbjuder guidade turer på cykel. Men även vandring, löpning, klättring och canyoneering finns i paketet. Vi börjar dagen ovanför molnen på en hög platå 1500 meter över havet. Guider av Pedro. Åker vi längs med tekniska stigar genom tunnlar gjorda av grön lövskog över böljande gräsfält och leriga skogsvägar. Vi åker hela vägen ner till havet där vi äter en lång och sen lunch. Guiden Pedro är uppvuxen på Madeira. Vad är ditt namn? Jag heter Pedro. Jag är en lokal. Vad är det som händer på Madeira? I've spent almost one week now on, on Madeira. What's it like growing up here? Uh, you get normally, yeah, since uh, you, I'm from here, you get used to, to doing it, what everyone else is doing it. Um, you get, when I was younger, uh, the outside influence was not so big because we don't have internet and all that stuff. But uh, since the uh, years are passing and... Um, Uh, TV, uh, media, and internet starting appearing. Yeah, the influence and um, the more diff- uh, they're emerging different kinds of people, uh, different tastes, uh, different personalities. And then, yeah, normally in the island, like this, we don't have so a good university. So majority of the young bo- young people go outside for studying. Normally, Portugal. Uh, yeah, that happened to me. I went to Lisbon studying. I uh, started there uh, engineering engineering school, and then yeah, when I finished, I come back. 
and last year, Carlos, why not start a mon uh, mountain project? Uh, why not? A bit more fun than the engineering. Uh, the yeah, engineering can be fun <laughs> as well. Uh, it depends. It's, it's different work. Yeah. It's different things. It's a different environment. It's different in, in every yeah. aspects. Um, but in this in this project, uh, was trying to find the, that uh, equilibrium between work and hobby. Uh, but I think I, I'll try, I'll manage to find it. How much has like nature and the, like the, the nature of Madeira? How, how much has that influenced like who you are and like what your interests are? A lot, a lot. Not of not of all of Madeira guys uh, go, normally go to the nature and to do some walking, hiking, or something like that. But I don't know. Since I was young, I always get used to go outdoors. Uh, sometimes camping with my parents and then hiking with uh, uncles or cousins and something like that and then it starts to yeah evolving to bigger things and then one small hike like two or three hours began to start to be a six hour seven hour hike and then sometimes camping in the middle of the hikes and yeah it's just evolving and then climbing comes around mountaineering yeah it's natural evolution What, 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 what kind of climbing do you do here on Malena? Uh, especially sport climbing. Uh, but we have some trad climbing as well. Yeah, a little bit technical. Um, when it comes to like all these like outdoor activities about like hiking and running and mountain biking, climbing and so on, what do you, are there any, can you choose like one activity that's kind of uh, closer to your soul? What do you, what do you, what do you care about the most? No, I love the tree especially the tree the climbing mountain biking and hiking because each one of them has their own I don't know um, speciality they they special thing so in climbing you get feelings that you don't get in another, other activity in mountain biking you get other feelings in hiking you enjoy nature like no other activity can do it it's different so each activity has its strengths Have you been traveling a lot, like to other countries for mountain biking and? Uh, uh, for mountain biking, not. Uh, climbing, just Portugal and Spain. Uh, hiking as well. Um, just being near to Portugal. I went Fra France uh, one one a couple of times. I went. Uh, I enjoy a lot winter sports. I went uh, maybe eight nine times to Andorra, uh, to snowboarding a little. Yeah. Montenegro a little bit as well and Spain especially Portugal and Spain um, like you participated in, in starting this uh, company Extra Mile a year ago what, what kind of uh, because you got yourself kind of a, a education uh, in combination with that like kind of an outdoor guide uh, uh, education company started not, not a year ago uh, less And then the, it was a, a begin a initial project, a Carlos project, and then they they approached me on the, being a part of it, being a guide, and that's that alignment was was started with the um, study, so not study, so the certification, mountain bike certification. Uh, there's there's a Bulgarian guide with the MIA certification. They they. He can do it uh, courses, and then we all went, went it, and then yeah, get the certified. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, at that time we thought it was a very good certification, well, well-known association, uh, MIAS. So yeah, 
it all started with that. Um, and when it comes to mountain bike, what, how would you, uh, how would you describe the, what kind of riding does the island offer? Uh, right now, uh, especially enduro, especially enduro, because the, the lot, the the number of local riders, they are going almost to to enduro, a lot more using it because when enduro can do a little bit of. You can do the best of the, the two worlds, cross country, downhill. So you can go, go to more trails, you can pedal the connections. It's, it's an easier way to take the advantage of the aerography and the, the island itself. So, yeah, the down, maybe 10 years ago, downhill was very strong and normal cross country as well. But maybe three, four years ago, the endurance scene starts to show, uh, come up. And then, yeah, right now it's uh, very strong. And your range, uh, you have competitions here on the island as well, enduro yes. and downhill, I think. Yeah? Yes, yes. We have the regional downhill championship, the enduro championship, the cross-country championship as well, and road biking for those who like road biking. Uh, and the, the company now, the Extra Mile, uh, what, do you, what do you offer? Like, what's your niche? Uh, especially the three activities that I like the most, like climbing, hiking and mountain biking. Uh, we try to maintain only these this three activities. If people search for other extra activities, we have partners. So uh, we prefer to be focused on the less activities and be prof- very professional and know what we are doing. Because we'd like to offer not, not just a standard package. Although almost all, all the, the same packages try to be a little bit tailor-made activities. So just the people, I'm, for example, a customer comes to us, they want to do, do a hiking. They, yeah, they can choose the kind of scenery they want to visit. For example, sometimes the people, ah, I want to go to the highest peaks. So there's different ways of going to the highest peaks, depending on the skills. Of the person on the amount of time they want they want spending on a hike, so uh, we gather all the information that uh, the clients uh, ser- uh, give us, and then we create uh, a, a offer, a, a proposal for uh, for them, with that we think this is the most suitable. And today we've been doing a lot of mountain biking and enduro biking. What 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 kind of uh, what kind of level do you think uh, as a as a as a guest as a customer as a tourist coming here? What kind of level do you think you should you should be at in order to get the most out of out of riding with you guys? I think it will be the intermediate, uh, so we can reach the the majority of the trails here. So we can do the if the the customer prefers the easy ones, you can do the easy ones. But if some connections or some parts are a little bit more technical, they can overcome it easily. Um, but I think intermediate levels um, is the most most required one to enjoy. And uh, because the the terrain is quite uh, demanding on some parts, and you got the. <laughs> A kind of high elevation. We've been up to like from sea level up to 1,500, yeah. and that's so you use a lot of uh, you use the shuttle buses. So it's kind of convenient for the guests. Yeah, yeah, it's very convenient, very easy way. We we compared it to heli skiing, for instance. It's like it's like that, but with mountain bikes in a way. Yeah, it's not not so, not so much fun as riding a helicopter, <laughs> and it got it got dropped off on the top of the mountain. But yeah, it's a very very uh, convenient way, not convenient, but uh, very more more easy way, accessible way to go to do the trails, 
long trails, small trails, and most most of the trails are have little uh, small uh, little uphills, and the most of them are flat or downhill. So we can enjoy more, not so many physical effort. Get the end of the day, we cannot ride anymore. And so we take advantage of the, the shuttle to to our enjoyment, and then uh, ride all the way down to the ocean. Yeah, we can ride from <laughs> almost. Uh, we can end up on the almost anywhere. So, uh, as the saying here, the locals say, if you are lost, just get down on the road, and you will end up on the ocean, and you will find yourself out. So, yeah. What? What? Finally, what? Uh, do you have like a favorite part or like favorite? Yeah, like favorite trails, a favorite part of the island for riding. Um. I like the majority of the trails, but I think the part of the Prezeiras, uh, Ponto do Pargo, is one of my favorites because the guys who developed them, uh, they're, they're, they're very skilled ones. They know what they are doing. And so the trails have, they are well maintained and they have the good quality, but still maintain the natural features. Not You, you cannot notice that's that so much trail building. They only applied certain certain things to to maintain the trail last longer, not to transform the trail for like park riding or something. It's a natural trails, and I think they, they have done a very good job here in Cajeta. At least uh, as a starter, I'm trying to enter this world and learn with them and trying to start to trail the Bengal as well, helping them as well. So. Not only to take uh, to only to take advantage of the trails, but also to give something to the community, give something back. But there's a strong mountain bike community on uh, Madena. Yeah, I can say. I think you can say that, that it's, um, um, especially when we, the locals normally ride on the way all weekends, uh, even if it's raining. It's raining a lot. Nobody likes to ride with lots of rain. But even if it's wet conditions, slippery, normally they go to the mountain and ride it. Um, mountain bikers, they are not, I think they are not a closed community. They are open to, to receive anyone. Now let's go get an espresso. Okay. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Med i gruppen är också entreprenören och outdoor-entusiasten Bruno. What's your name? Uh, my name is uh, Bruno Safigere. But w- and what do you? I met you like I've spent the entire day with you, and I'm still trying to grasp and understand what the hell it is that you are doing. Well, in fact, I'm a former president of a club called uh, Club Naval do Seixal, who is uh, uh, a club that plays a very important role on outdoor activities in Madeira, namely on the mountain bike meeting and also canyoning. Uh, and you're also, you, you're born and raised on Madeira? Yes, I did uh, born in Madeira and uh, live in Madeira since uh, ever, uh, because I believe Madeira offers you um, a unique place to be and to, to work, to live, uh, Uh, the quality of life is um, highly superior to normal standards in Europe and elsewhere and also because uh, Madeira has uh, a climate that we can only find in fact here um, I've been many years ago I've, I've been to Hawaii uh, and that was a fantastic place and I have a very like similar feeling when it comes to Madeira because it's like an isolated island and it's a volcanic island, it's high peaks uh, and that pretty much shapes a lot of the weather and a lot of the uh, like microclimates on here. Yes, indeed. Madeira uh, is uh, also a volcanic area and you are right when you say that it's very... Uh, I mean, uh, the comparison with Hawaii and also these kind of uh, islands of uh, volcanic... Uh, origin uh, which makes the island itself very attractive because the, the, the surroundings and the, the shape of the island, the, the cliffs and the, everything makes makes it very unique and it's super convenient like no matter where you are, like we're staying in Funchal the, like the capital of Madeira but no matter where you are it's like an hour's drive maximum with a car yeah that's correct, that's one of the The, the good points we have uh, in our favor is that, uh, for, ev- for instance, when you go to Europe, let's say, for example, to France to make some kind of uh, mountain bike or canyoning, you have to make a, a base camp. Uh, here in Madeira, you can be on the morning on the mountain making canyoning or uh, mountain biking, but then on the afternoon you can be relaxing at the swimming pool at your, at, of your hotel. So it makes really a big deal. And one of the stuff that I learned today is that uh, because part of the island is uh, 
uh, UNESCO like World Heritage. It's protected the f- the forest that this type of forest is protected, and you guys were telling me that this is actually well. You can you can tell it instead <laughs> that, <laughs> that the forests are very old. Yeah, yeah, it's very old. I mean, the, this uh, Laurel uh, or Lori Silva forest is a world heritage uh, since uh, 1999 and it's uh, very well preserved and we are very focused on preserving such uh, unique uh, uh, let's say uh, forest that we have here because it was something that survived last glacier and it's uh, very unique and you can only find it on this particular latitude here in Madeira also in the Cabo Verde Islands and Azores Um, you work within the outdoor industry uh, and you have been for quite some time how would you describe the like the recent development because we've been talking about this as well today but uh, usually when you think about going to Madeira it's it's the people going here are mostly older active people who want to have like a want to go for a hike but now something's happening like the recent years I think Yeah, in fact, in uh, in recent years, we have uh, noticed uh, a very big uh, change on the emission of uh, tourism to Madeira. So let's say that we, on the old days, we had a very old uh, uh, class of people coming over, which they were also very active and doing some Levadas walks and uh, hiking and so on. But lately, uh, there is... uh, Uh, from the government itself and together along with uh, the clubs and some uh, companies there is a huge investment on attracting some more um, younger uh, tourism to come to Madeira because in fact Madeira is very unique and uh, so attractable and very very close to Europe with nice connections What do you consider like the top activities that the island can offer? Well, uh, um, I should say that probably the, the, the main activity in Madeira is the Levada walks for it, for because of his na- its nature itself, and because of the most of the tourism we have is elderly people, let's say. So it's more attractive, more safe, but also we are seeing uh, that uh, even elderly people. Uh, are also approaching this differently and it's nothing something that uh, is only for younger people but they can also try so it's not if it is made safely and with the right people and I believe everyone can do it but then you work with um, uh, a couple of your events if you would like describe what you want to offer and describe the uh, events that you're managing uh, yes well My, my approach is uh, a little bit different from uh, other ones because I believe it's, that's the way it should work. So basically, uh, people that work uh, organize events normally, they try and, uh, to put an event on a weekend and just focus on the competition side. What I do, and I think it's preferable because on such end you can also bring your families and so forth, is to organize a meeting and it can finish with a competition anyone can participate on the competition but the main goal will be to uh, experience the, the, all the activities we have in Madeira because you can do a longer week you can try to do mountain bike you can do hiking you can do canyoning levada walks 
I mean, there is plenty of things to do. So the main goal is, in fact, an experience for the family itself. Like, for instance, the the mountain bike meeting. What's uh, what's that like? Well, the mountain uh, bike meeting. Uh, we started doing that uh, last year because we saw that uh, this is an industry that is growing and of course we're also looking to that very carefully. We had this different approach as well, as I already explained. We decided not to do it on a formal way of competition like we have everywhere and we decided to make as a meeting, meaning that anyone coming to Madeira will have full knowledge of what is Madeira in fact, not only in terms of uh, uh, sporting events, but also uh, the gastronomy, the culture side, uh, the landscapes, uh, the history itself, uh, and the sharing experience with locals. Uh, that's the way I believe that people feel and appreciate more when, whenever they come to a place. Um, and also, like you're telling today, that you uh, that you work with uh, canyoneering as well. Indeed, yeah. We also organize uh, every year an international meeting of canyoning, which is well known because Madeira, along with the island of uh, La Reunion, uh, is uh, the two top places in the world to practice canyoning. Uh, the difference between us and uh, the Ile de Reunion is that we are more uh, near Europe, it's cheaper, and the connections with Europe are, you are like two hours and a half, three hours from a, a principal uh, city in Europe. Veckan på Madeira med Apollo Sport blir en energiboost och en positiv överraskning även vad ön kan erbjuda. Ett tips är alltså att hyra en bil några dagar för att få ut maximalt av veckan då allt egentligen ligger inom en körtid på max 75 minuter. Med på resan var också Mikael Lindnord. Vad tar du med dig för intryck från det? Att det är en ö full av överraskningar. Inte... Madeira när man kommer dit så ser man ju ganska mycket äldre klingtel. Och då får man ju känsla av att Madeira är egentligen bara för pensionärer. Men under den här veckan så har det visat sig det omvända. Det är det absolut inte utan det finns ju massor av smutsfrån ställen att göra. Och det är extremt dramatiskt terräng och, och lätt tillgängligheten. Alltså på 75 minuter kan det ta det var någonstans på ön. Vilket äventyr eller vad, träningspass eller vad vi vill göra. Så allt finns ut. Ni har haft bil under veckan också. Hur har det gått att, att köra runt på Nej, det går tur och som helst. Det är inte så var det nära och var det med en olycka eller krock eller någonting. Utan sen är det stora Europavägen om man ska säga, som, som drar allting tillsammans. Den är liksom extremt bra liksom, att ta sig fram med. För, förut, innan de byggde den där, för några 10, 15, 20 år sånt. Så då tog det jättelång tid att ta sig någonstans, men, men, men det där, nu är det ju inte så. Vad ska man ha för målsättning och förväntning? Vad tycker du att man ska göra för att bäst njuta av vad Madeira har att erbjuda? Ja, jag tror att man kanske på samma sätt som vi gjorde. Vi gjorde de här klassiska turistsakerna redan första dagen och åkte kabinbanan och åkte den här släden för berget liksom och 
Det var ju Fru- fruktade för ditt liv. Ja, precis. Jag gjorde det faktiskt med mina, mina två barn och elever. Kanske inte jag rekommendera, men det funkade bra. Nej, ehm, ja, men vi gjorde de grejerna. Och... Sen har vi som tur också att vi hade guide ändå. Och jag, jag har ju aldrig egentligen jobbat med så mycket guide när jag var ute på andra ställen. Utan man har ofta sagt, ja men det kan man själv. Och titta på guideboken och kartor och så här. Men du får inte med allting där. Så det är någonting jag ska ta med mig. Det är att försöka ha en guide minst en dag i alla fall. Eller att hänga med på en trip där liksom det är liksom styrt upp och man får den bästa. För jag tror också att man åker någon ställe att man har en lite stress att man missar någonting nu. Men har man guide, då får man koll på om man har gjort det här. Och då har man ändå möjlighet att veta vad finns det mer. Och då kan man liksom prioritera om man vill få in det eller inte. Vi körde den dagen och cyklade från toppen av högplatån ner till, ner till havet bokstavligt talat. Vad, vad var det för typ av cykling och hur skulle du rata den liksom mot annat som du kört? Ja, det var ju helt magiskt. Jag menar, själva ingången till stigen, den fanns ju inte i princip. Vi bara, här ska vi in och det var bara buskar överallt. Liksom. Bara cyklar och stängsel och ja, men här ska vi bara köra och så var världens skyssta sig stig på liksom en, en, en åsrygg hela vägen ner i princip. Eh, men sen är det, det var ju lite tekniskt såklart. Så att man, vill man åka en sån tur då vill man nog gärna ha en, en bra heldämpad cykel och, och ha lite koll på läget. Det vill man nog. Eh, jag tror cyklingen är nog, menar, det finns ju lätta partier också som vi var körde på. Men ska man ha en riktigt då vill man nog gärna ha en, en bra freeride hoj liksom, och kunna köra på. Liksom. Hur skiljer du sig mot andra för det är ju liksom ett, en lämplig tid på året för oss nordbor att åka någonstans om man vill ha en veckas lite varmare inspirations- och träningsresa. Om du jämför med de andra destinationerna som många åker till, vad, vad, vad har du och vad har du inte? Uh, jag tror att ska man åka hit och träna, vi säger cykla eller sådär, så då får man nog förbereda sig på att det, det är liksom, det är tuff miljö, det är backarna i Branta och sådär. Uh, däremot det finns det ju platta partier, va? men då måste man ta sig till eller springa längs med längs med kusten går ju bra också men man får nog tänka att ah, men hit och så kör man på lite grann och, men sen de här äh, lavaderna är ju hur coolt som helst och de finns ju dels i stadsmiljö äh, men de finns ju även uppe i bergen liksom med bergsidor med hur exponerade som helst äh, och även på norra sidan med alla vattenfall och lite tuffare klimat och så här, men vill man liksom känna att man lever och Stå i gårtisjackan och bara sprutar vatten på Då är norrsidan bra. Men vill man springa löpardojer och känna lite skön sommarvärme. Då är nog sydsidan bättre. En, en av grejerna ni har jobbat med är att scouta lite rundor och slingor ifrån om man utgår från hotellet. Då. Ja, det var ju... Det var ett av uppdragen vi hade nere på Madeira. Förutom att vi ville upptäcka äventyret på plats så... Så också att det skulle hjälpa till att bygga några träningsrunder som man kunde göra utifrån hotellet. Och vi gjorde en som var hur cool som helst med tajta gränder och lavadan och bananplantage och tajta gränder och tunnlar. Och, ja, den innehöll allt roligt och stranden och allting. Och så gjorde vi två andra som var runt berget i närheten. Och så gjorde vi en lite mer plattare på en rundbana på 3-4 meter. Så det finns liksom en bra blandning där Du har lyssnat på podcasten Husky som görs i samarbete med Lundhags. Mer information finns på huskypodcast.com eller på Facebook och Instagram. 
podcasten Husky görs av Husky Productions och musiken görs av Joel Mull. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.